myself seated at a pavement cafe with an elegant notepad and inky pen honing and polishing 800 wise and witty words. Forgive me if I laugh. These 800 words have mostly been dragged out of me kicking and screaming. Which reminds me, one of the rules was that I would also avoid clichés like the plague. I don't think I have ever delivered the 800 on time. This is the most disgraceful confession of all. In fact, I have no right to call myself a professional writer. The pros get up early and go to their study. After a moment's thought, they type out 800 lucid double-spaced words. After a little light editing, this document is sent to the editor with a chirpy comment on a compliment slip. I'm convinced other columnists do not do as I do. Lie in bed quaking with fear, gnashing my teeth, telling anyone who will listen, few lately, I can't do it, I've got nothing to write about. In my own defence, and on the advice of my live-in therapist, Dr Eagleburger, I should explain that I work under certain restrictions. Magazines with high production values, such as Sainsbury's magazine, cannot be thrown together overnight. We are a very long way from the Tortoise Society's newsletter type of thing. My words have to be written three months ahead, so topicality is out, and I can't take advantage of national events. I do hope that you enjoy these pieces. Personally, me, myself... I haven't been able to reread them again. Sue Townsend, Leicester, July 2001. Arga Saga. Two years ago, I saw my first Arga. It was in the home of a mad journalist and was covered in 20 years of accumulated grease but it was love at first sight. The warmth, the strength, the classic lines, the fact that Argus are always hot and ready for action appealed to me. The Argus has many of the qualities one would like, but so rarely gets from a lover. I sent for a brochure and slobbered over it for days. I became conversant with Argus terminology. The two-oven, the four-oven, the simmering plate... Eventually, the decision was made. I rang up the supplier and tried to order a two-oven in cream, please. A voice on the other end of the phone informed me that an interview would be necessary first to see if I was suitable. You'd have thought I'd been trying to adopt a baby or get a boy into Eton. As the day of my interview drew near, I began to worry. Would the supplier consider me and my husband suitable owners? We drank and smoked and kept late hours. Would we be turned down? We needn't have worried. The supplier was not interested in our morals or our views on apartheid. He merely busied himself with a tape measure, asked a few pertinent questions about the chimney flue, took a deposit and left. Cunningly, I was away from home during the run-up to the installation. The flue had to be lined, fitted units ripped out, the kitchen floor strengthened, and a gas pipe rerouted. 
When I returned, my husband and I stood arm in arm and looked at the gap where the Arga would be. Like first-time expectant parents, we talked about how our lives would change. I was also away on the day it was installed, but I phoned throughout the day, anxious for news of its progress. At 6pm, my daughter answered, and in gloomy tone she said, It's in, it's horrible, and I'm scared of it. You'd have thought she was describing an evil monster. My husband came on the phone. I love it, he enthused. I can't take my hands off it, it's beautiful. I felt a twinge of jealousy and hurried home to meet my rival, Ms. Arga. And there she was, all gleaming chrome and cream bodywork, the Marilyn Monroe of the cooker world. My husband was always...